Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of our political podcast. If you um, were waiting for last week's episode, sorry, we didn't record one. <laughs> we were both busy. Um, and also today, we are recording this pretty late on a Saturday night because um, we both just came back from a birthday party. So happy birthday to our family member who had their 40, 41st birthday. Um, they know who they are. They listen to this podcast. And they are very shy. So we will just say happy birthday. We went to Medieval Times, both of our first time, which is a lot of fun. Um, But with that being said, we're going to get straight into our topic. So our topic today is about Dallas homelessness and not only Dallas homelessness, because I believe we addressed this issue in an earlier episode, but specifically about an ordinance that was passed that um, would affect Dallas homelessness. So the ordinance passed is... uh, allows the city to find people standing on medians in highways at traffic stops at red lights etc so anyone not anyone if you're caught standing on a median you you are now at the risk of being handed a 500 fine all right with that being said warfield you made because this is our second time recording this because the first time there was a we had a technical problem but you brought up a good point saying that this isn't because I incorrectly did kind of say like this is target or that this was a fine on homelessness. But you're like, no, this is a fine on panhandling. No, it's loitering. Loitering. Oh, my God. The there we go. There are times a time. <laughs> yeah. Loitering. And you have to talk about and we did get into some conversation earlier. So we're, we're trying to regroup. Um, so. Generally, the ordinance is a fine if you are caught loitering on a median that is six feet wide or less. And it wasn't meant to, the goal of this is not meant to um, attack panhandlers or be against panhandling because the Supreme Court has already deemed that asking people for money is protected free speech. That's already come before the Supreme Court. The issue is, uh, a while back, earlier this year, the city of Dallas came up with a goal um, that by the year 2030, there will be no traffic pedestrian traffic fatalities, uh, and that they'll reduce the injuries to pedestrians by 50%. And this ordinance falls under that umbrella of public safety. Now, of course, we all know who stands on <laughs> the medians most of the time. Uh, one of the problems with this ordinance is it's a blanket ordinance. Um, So people, let's say, you know, you you see kids, you know, trying to raise money, let's say for using a car wash. And there's a couple of kids on the meeting pointing people to where the car wash is. This could actually affect them. But I doubt Um, it will. Like I doubt a police officer is gonna. And that that was one of the criticisms. There's obviously been a lot of criticism about this. You you get into some of the magazine, local, local, Article, local uh, organizations, Dallas Observer, KERA, they're all going in, into, you know, some discussion about what that can be. And one of the comments was, you know, how equal is this going to be enforced? Mm-hmm. Is this a blanket enforcement? Uh, now, the city also says they're not targeting homelessness, but this is a holistic approach to their situation because city marshals can, can now... Um, find them resources. If they get someone on a median, they also have the ability to take them off and then maybe help them find resources 
for their situation. Now that's how some of this is being presented. Some people feel they're targeting poor, they're criminalizing poverty. And, and to that point, you know, the, the first joke that comes to your head, well, they're begging for money. How are they going to come up with $500 right, yeah. to pay for the fine, except for more begging for money? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the obvious joke, but that is a situation that um, they are facing. I mean, hopefully they, the holistic approach would be the, the better approach and they don't find 12 year old kids and 14 year old kids for doing a car wash, $500. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack or, yeah. to this ordinance. Uh, yeah. And I do want to jump in and say like the reason behind this ordinance they stated was because of pedestrian safety. So for example, there were 68 pedestrian deaths last year, and then there are 53 pedestrian deaths so far this year. Now, the thing is, according to an audit that happened earlier this year, let me see. Uh, yeah. According to an audit, an audit that happened earlier this year um, to look into like the issues with pedestrian safety, a lot of the, um, uh, what do you call it? A lot of the accidents happen in on a small number of streets. And this is according to the city. And I'm getting this information from an article at kerenews.org, which is the local um, like NPR station. Public here in radio. Dallas, or yeah. public radio station here in Dallas. Public station, um, yeah. So according to the city, most crashes happen on a small number of streets. And again, there was an audit that happened um, on uh, like on the issues with pedestrian safety. And that audit also shows that budget cuts to the city's transportation department for crosswalk maintenance was a part of the problem. So it's not necessarily like homeless people that are the issue, although are like panhandlers like are the issue. It's mostly just like like I, I like I feel like they're they're not targeting the correct way to actually like bring down um or, or, or to implement like this plan that they have for more pedestrian safety. Now this plan that they have for more pedestrian safety is called vision what is it? Vision zero. Yeah. Vision zero yeah, plan. Zero. Yeah. And so, um, which is basically like implementing lower, um, speed limits, managing speed limits, implementing speed bumps, installing new pedestrian cross crossings, a safety education com- campaign. Um, and, uh, yeah. So to me, that sounds like the solution really to this pedestrian issue, finding people on a median doesn't sound like a solution, but I do understand how that is a problem because I see people on these medians and Dallas drivers are not safe drivers. Like we're <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. It's, it gets, it gets really bad and it's getting worse. And like, there's even like a whole shout out to like the Reddit group that will like post like all these Dallas, like their experiences, like the dash cam. And everyone's like, where, where are the police officers? Like people just speed and do all this kind of stuff. So that's kind of like where I'm coming at it from. And that's a good point. And, I, you know, I we talked about doing this. And I, I talked to my brother who lives in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri portion. And they have, you know, I think this is a, a pervasive problem across the United States and big cities. you got people on medians asking for money. And they do pose somewhat of a, a safety issue. For themselves, uh, for drivers who, if you may see him and then decide to swerve to try to, you know, if they step into the road to get around them, 
those kind of wrecks could happen because they're jumping into a different lane without looking. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a variety of safety issues involved with people on medians, especially people who are trying to get into traffic, get, get people to notice them. And there's been some other ordinances the city has passed uh, going into, you know, you can't get into traffic. Uh, it caused some problems for in the summer of 2020 when the George Floyd protests went into play. Uh, there was some issues with people getting into traffic and people, you know, they could be arrested for getting into traffic. And so there's this, how do you balance the concept of people have rights to cross the street? I mean, I've probably crossed the street and crossed a meeting. I've stood in a meeting waiting for pa uh, traffic to pass. Uh, I do some walking in my life. And um, as you all know, I, I used to walk to work from, from when we lived downtown. And so I would cross some streets and I didn't cross at the crosswalks. And that's where most actual traffic, pedestrian traffic fatalities are, are not from people sending the median, but from people not using crosswalks. So that that is more of the true issue we need to address is, you know, not only you know, it's education, you know, I guess to make sure people more aware if you can make these changes, like build more crosswalks, get people to slow down. So also get pedestrians to be more cognitive of the, uh, their own safety mm -hmm. in these matters. And a lot of people aren't, I mean, you know, you go around and people run across streets all over the place in Dallas. Not only are the drivers bad, uh, sometimes the pedestrians are bad. And it's yeah. not a good mix, but to arbitrarily decide, we're going to find people $500 and, and it depends on who you talk to. I mean, is this targeting panhandlers? Is this targeting public safety? The, the ordinance passed 14 to one or 13 to one. I've seen two different numbers and two different articles, but the one person who says, you know, we're targeting the poor, we're criminalizing poverty. And that was the reason why he didn't vote for it. He felt very strongly that this was mainly just to remove panhandlers from the uh, medians. Uh, if it's a blanket ordinance and if it's enforced correctly, which means that with everybody, I mean, we have firefighters. There's a, an annual event in Dallas where firefighters collect money uh, once a year. They, they walk around the city streets and they're at intersections, not walk around city streets, but they're at intersections and they have their boots and you put money in their boots. And yes, they will stand in the medians just like the panhandlers because they're doing the same thing. They're trying to collect money from drivers. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, my mention of kids standing in medians. Now, I really do have a public safety with kids running around. I know they want to raise money, you know, especially high school kids. They do this a lot. I don't know, probably other students, they do it too. Um, but, you know, it's probably dangerous for them to be in busy intersections. I'm going to go back to what I talked about. I mentioned I talked to this my brother, the reason I brought that up was he said Kansas City has decided for some medians to make it difficult to stand on the medium because they've raised it. They've made mounds in the median. So you just can't, you know, it's not flat. So it's it's somewhat difficult to stand there, which of course makes it more dangerous if one does. But the goal of that is to, you know, keep people off the median because they just they just can't stand on them. Mm -hmm. And I do want to bring this up. Um, so originally, so this is um, from District 12 Councilwoman Kara Mendelson. Um, mm -hmm. She said that when they were first talking about this ordinance, um, it began at the city's government performances and financial management committee. 
And it evolved from a panhandling issue to a public safety issue. So it's it. So there was a, a target of some sort in terms of um, of like where this started from. So like from panhandling. Okay, how can we make this more? In my mind, this is me just guessing. Maybe how they talked about making this more, um, like the public. Uh, what is it? What is it? Um, not the public. Uh, like PR basically like oh this this mm-hmm. this gives us a bad look what can we say to kind of like not give it so much a bad look oh we can say it's a public safety issue like I, that's me just totally guessing and being what's the word like negative I don't know um about how this could be um kind of like switched what is it when people uh spin when when there yeah, we go. Spin. That's what I, yeah. spin. When they spin it Spent two minutes trying to come, trying to remember that topic. Sorry, we were at medieval That's times. That's big in your world. <laughs> I know. So my mind is not is all over the place. Um, so so yeah. So it, it originally came from this committee called the Government's Performance and Financial Management Committee, targeting panhandling, and then you know maybe they spend it to be more of a public safety issue. So that is something that that's why I'm kind of like. Yeah, once you dig into it a little bit more, you can figure out exactly where this evolved from. But I mean, panhandling, like it is dangerous, you know, so I can't understand that. But I just don't understand how $500 is going to resolve the issue. It's not 500, 500. Like that's, that's the, that's my main point of contention with this issue is that you're trying to solve something and there's no, like, this is not the way you solve it. So that's, that's why I'm kind of like, that's why I wanted to talk about this as a podcast topic because it's like a $500 fine trying to solve an issue of pedestrian safety doesn't sound at all effective. Effective. And that's like no, half of my it's like waste. Exactly. And that's like half of my issue with like Dallas politics in general. Cause it's like they'll pull stuff like this and it's like, this is so dumb. This doesn't make sense, you know? So that's that's oh, that's, and, and they're proud of it. I mean, 13 I to 1 or 14 to 1, yeah. which article you read. That, that's that's significant, you know. That's a significant people, you know, buying into this. And again, it's the blanket of force. But again, there was a little bit of talk about well, the city marshals can, you know, pull them aside and help them find resources for the people that's, um, you know, actually poor. You know, they're actually panhandling because they need the money. Um, so how is this played out? And there's not in the articles I've read or that spell out the the two ordinances there's one that makes it illegal and one allows the city marshals to enforce the fine um it's it doesn't give a lot of find the resource direction in the ordinance in the ordinance Mm -hmm. so it's hard to it's hard to get a good handle on exactly what the city council was actually trying to do with this Mm -hmm. because uh, to your point about you know, it was targeting panhandling at first, but then they threw it under the umbrella of the pedestrian uh, the, safety, the goal of pedestrian safety and public safety. And that, that's a good goal. Let, let, let's back up. When the city of Dallas said we wanted by the year 2030 not have any um, pedestrian traffic fatalities, that's a good goal. But how effective is this ordinance going to be? Uh, boy, zero <laughs> percent. I just. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. It it just doesn't make any sense, and and I think they need to be called out on that. Uh, 
there's probably going to be some lawsuits. The ACLU will probably do one. Uh, apparently, there was a similar ordinance passed in. I didn't. I saw the city. It's Oklahoma, somewhere in Oklahoma, and that's already been been to court and they lost. And this is similar to that. So, the ACLU is saying there's not much chance this is going to last. Um, so, where does the city go from here? Let's say this gets overruled or this gets overturned in court and they have to come up with something different. The goal is good, throwing something out because, you know, really what you're trying to do is keep people off the streets. You can't, because the Supreme Court says you can, you know, free speech protects the right to ask for money. You can't go after the panhandlers themselves. So when you kind of come at them sideways, is that really going to be effective? I mean, that's what they're trying to do, I guess. I mean, I don't want to speak for them because I, you know, the, everybody else in the articles I've read, I pulled up a bunch, but I'm reading, you know, The Observer, KERA, myself. And of course, those are some of the more liberal publications here in Dallas. And they're going to be on the panhandler side a little bit in regards to, you know, we got to protect the poor. And yeah, we do have to protect the poor. But where does public safety come in? in actuality in this regard mm -hmm. um, I'm and curious. And, the, and public safety isn't like I'm, i agree with you there there is some issues with public safety there are some people that really push the limits when panhandling or when asking for money they'll come right to your car and they'll like ask you for money which desperate times call for des desperate measures sometimes these people are not well mentally sometimes they're just desperate they're hungry um so and you know, Sometimes they have other problems. They have so, yeah. drug addiction, alcohol problems, and that's why they're on the street. These exactly. problems have compounded their, in their lives. And, and there's other issues, too. I yeah. mean, there, there are professional panhandlers. That's a whole different ballgame. But there, there, there's that aspect of the people on the street corners, too. And I think, you know, if you drive around, again, I think most major cities have this problem. It's just different from city to city. You know the people who are struggling, the people who are mentally ill. They're pretty obvious. Yeah. People who are hurting, people who are probably strung out on drugs doing it. And then the people who either because they're strung out on drugs are doing it professionally. Um, I mean, that's their job. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's what they do day to day to to be to be able to support their habits. And um, so, so, so they're they're gonna need a different set of resources than a poor person that's just poor. Yeah. And there's, there, so this is um, something I wanted to bring up since we are talking a little bit about homeless and housing and uh, maybe kind of like what the city is doing about it. So there's an office of housing and homeless solutions that started in 2017. So um, basically it's an office that receives federal funding, um, which also partners with the hundred charitable organizations to solve the problem of homelessness in Dallas. And the way that they're solving that problem is by just housing that like their, their simple answer to homelessness is giving people a house. And so this is just into statistics from their, um, from what they've done so far. They've had, they've housed 1,220 people. Um, it takes an average of 94 days to find a suitable house for one of these homeless people. Um, and they've been around yeah, since I think since yeah, 2017, the office has been around since 2017. But I think the efforts haven't have not been around that long. Like they've been around since 2019. Um, and so 
they're, they're, it, I guess I see that as a, as a solution. Um, I think beyond just like homelessness, there's going to be some other measures need to be taken. And this is a whole nother bucket of issues that I'm going to mention right now. And I'm just mentioning it because we can go on and on about it, about people not being able to own a home because there's these companies that are buying out houses and then turning around and then having, and then people are rent, are having to rent the houses. Um, that's a whole nother issue. I will, that's the just house flippers and other yeah. people. That, yeah. There's, that's become a huge industry. You know, it they is. suffered big in 2008 and we're wanting to see if something's going to happen here in 2022, 23, if the housing market turns on them pretty radically. Mm -hmm. Now, if it doesn't turn on them pretty radically, they're probably still going to remain uh, successful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's probably a podcast in itself. House flipping that, how large of a business that is nowadays. Not only house flipping, like it's just that I, I, there's like this, like Gen Z people will never own a home because these companies buy them up and just rent them out. So it's like, there's no home ownership. There's no inventory because yeah, they're not selling yeah, them. There you go. Yeah. People, people cannot. Yeah. You have to be able to have the, the product on the market for people to be able to buy it. And when people have, you know, millions and billions of dollars are buying up all the homes and then, like you said, renting them, there it's it's a business model for them, but it takes away uh, livelihood for you know millions of Americans, uh, especially mm -hmm. young Americans, and it's it's becoming a problem. And it's like I said, they had a big problem, took out all the individual house flippers back in 2008, and the corporations consolidated and became stronger as the market grew back from that. And you know, it's it's really rough when someone loses their home due to foreclosure or some other reason and they have to get out of it cheap and or someone dies and there's no real family to to inherit the house um you know those these people come in and buy them mm -hmm. now again we're, we're getting way off topic here so that's another topic maybe we should yeah look at explore later but just to but, mention yeah yeah but to to the homeless people in itself there are resources and you know vicky was mentioned one one program um it's hard because a lot of these people don't want to become what we consider to have a normal life. They don't, they don't care for, there's not, they're not motivated to, it's not, you know, it's not a law that says people have to be motivated to do what we want them to do. Uh, but they're not motivated to want to live in a stable environment. They, they drift for a reason. Uh, some of them are just drifters. Some of them have drug problems and maybe if they were to, overcome their drug problems, they might want to get back into what we would call a more stable environment. Uh, some of them are mentally ill and they'll never, and we leave those people in the lurch a lot of times because there's not good um, help for the chronic, chronically uh, mentally ill. Homeless. There just yeah. isn't. Mm -hmm. And so they become homeless because there's, they, you know, they quit taking their medicine or they've never taken medicine or they've never been, um, They've never done anything to get <clears throat> into a system where they can be addressed. But back to our original point, finding someone $500 for standing on a median, you know, how enforceable is this? How, how enforced is it going to be? That's, you know, what we're going to find out over the next year. 
Will there, will there be legal challenges? Oh, yes, there will be legal challenges. This one's too easy. And uh, so we're stuck with, were they honestly trying to move this into public safety and do something with it? Or did they just make a bad left turn because they want to try to get rid of panhandling? Hmm. I will leave those two <laughs> sides of the coin up for the viewer to decide, or the listener. Um, so yeah. So um, thank you everyone for joining us in our lovely fall cabin with our fire in the background this way. Where is it? There we go. Fire in our fall leaves. And my dad, who is also sim sim simultaneously tr transported in a different dimension, a different area. So yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you mentioned all your fall leaves and stuff. It's not showing up on my screen. Just so you know, you, you're yeah, all isn't it like black or something or white, white. in oh, the white. background? Yeah, yeah, it's because mm -hmm. we have an older computer, so you're not as high tech. Yeah, but you see it in the YouTube <laughs> video and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but anyways, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, and we will have another epi episode for you next Saturday. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I want to publicly thank my daughter. Oh, you treated yeah. <laughs> me to, to a Mavericks game earlier this week. That's we had a right. great time. Since we went to that game and watched them beat the Nets in the last seconds, they turned around and lost two games. So we're <laughs> mad at them right now. But the Mavericks uh, finished up their homestand, and little Victoria took Daddy to the game. We had a great time. And I oh, my God. It was so much fun. That. Yeah. yeah. No, it was definitely – I would. I could do that again. We sat yeah, right behind the definitely. Mavericks. We sat yeah, what, we got pictures of, behind the Mavericks. So, and yeah, you were we even, you were talking to you're like that's Mark Cuban. You were more excited about Mark Cuban than the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I was not. I just he was right there, and we could stare him. We could have yelled at him and <laughs> made fun of him, and he could have so, hurt us and had us thrown out. <laughs> I know. So I was like, I was surprised that like uh, the people around it. So the people in front of us were very into the Mavericks, but everyone else was kind of low key. So I was like, okay. Yeah. We enjoyed it. We we yelled. We screamed. We stared. Yeah, yeah, we did. It we was clapped. a lot of fun, we, and we won. It was a lot of fun, and we won, even though the Mavericks almost blew it. But yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant, Mr. Free Throw, and uh, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> and, yeah, and as much as I love the Mavericks, it was pretty cool to see like Kevin Durant play in person. You know, like yeah, he's like too. one of those was... yeah legendary players that it's like okay, this is pretty cool to see him play. And we did a. Uh, he did get in a little tiff with the, one of the Luca. players, the infamous Theo Benson on the Dallas bench. Oh, that's right. He, he did. He did. <laughs> he got the tip with Theo and, and he turned around and we got to see Kevin Durant get mad at the yeah, Dallas bench. Yeah, he did. <laughs> because because it was he was like, only about 20 feet away. Exactly. So it looked like he was kind of like an R eyesight or whatever. That was crazy. But yeah. It was a lot of fun. But the, it was a good game. The, Anyways, if you, wanna make, game. if you want to make, if you want, if you want to, Give us a Christmas gift. Mavericks <laughs> tickets are always a good Christmas gift. Okay. All right, everyone. We are done bragging about our game. We will talk to you yeah. next Saturday.